Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche Cooled Podcast. My name is Michael Bath. Uh, this is the podcast where we chat about, talk about all things Porsche. Today is owner's stories. Uh, today is the day where I get to talk to um, other Porsche owners, other Porsche enthusiasts from around the world. It's an episode I really enjoy doing. The other episode we do is the one on Fridays, which I do with my mate Steve. Um, and both of these episodes, they, they get launched. If you're wondering when they come out, if you don't get that little notification from Apple Podcasts or Spotify, best to subscribe with those uh, with your podcast provider because they will give you a notification when we, when we go live. But it's always around uh, 1 p.m. GMT. So this episode is on Tuesdays for owner stories. And the other episode with Steve is on uh, Fridays. But both come up at the same time. Um, but just in case, because I know some people said, oh, wait, I didn't get a notification from Apple to say your, your, your new episode was up, but they always come up on uh, those times. So like I said, best to subscribe to us and uh, you'll get the notification for sure. All right. I'm, I'm going to rush this intro today because I'm, I'm really frantic today. It's Saturday here uh, and i am uh, been rushing around all day. And now I'm, I'm about to do an owner's stories and I've got Eric and I'm sure he'll be waiting for me because it's at 5, it's 5 p.m. already and I said it'll be at 5 p.m. my time. So let me get Eric. Eric's coming in from the US. He owns a couple of Porsches. He's got another one in mind. Um, I don't know a lot about Eric's story, so it's going to be another interesting one where, where I'll be learning along the way uh, with you guys. So give me a second. I'll connect to Zoom and we'll start talking with Eric about his Porsche Cooled owner story. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to uh, the podcast. Welcome back to owner's stories. Like I said, I was a bit frantic this afternoon. I've been rushing back here to make sure I got here on time for Eric. Um, so today we're, we're joined by Eric, and Eric is coming in from the U.S., from North Carolina. That's correct, Eric? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so thanks, Eric. Thanks for, for taking the time out and, and coming on the podcast and uh, telling the listeners your story. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Michael. So these podcasts, um, you know, it's about all of us having that shared passion. You know, we all have a different story, and each owner has a different story to tell, as I say, and that's what that's what the Porsche Cooled Owners Stories is all about. So today, I like where your story is going to head because I, you know, I know what you what you're driving, and and so will the listeners because they would have seen it in the title. Um, and I like the combination because it's a combination that I've thought about as well. But before we get into the cars, let's start. Let's go way back and let's start about. When you, you know, everyone has a first memory of Porsche. They have a first memory of seeing their first 911. Um, you know, sometimes as people just got into cars in general and then Porsches came later. What was the, what's the first memory? What's the first time when you, when you thought, you know, you started noticing the 911 or you started no- noticing Porsche as a brand and you thought, hey, I'm going to get one of those one day? Yeah, that's a good, good question. And I like that question. It, 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 um, it was a moment and it was a defining moment in my life, actually, when I look back now or retrospectively as an adult. But when I was eight years old, um, I was walking home and um, nice sunny day, beautiful day. And I saw a beautiful red Porsche, um, probably late 70s, early uh, 80s model parked in, in my, my parents' house. So obviously I thought that was strange. As soon as I started pulling up, I could see inside the car, uh, it was one of my dad's coworkers. And, um, I just remember that sound and he's pulled away. Um, didn't get to drive in the car and I only saw the car one more time, but I remember that moment was so um, impactful in my life because it was a moment that I was like, the, just the mystique and the awe that, uh, of the Porsche kind of hit me. So that's my first memory. And that's my, actually, I guess where that's where the love started. Fantastic. Yeah, I guess, I mean, were you living in a smaller town then? Was it somewhere where there was a lot of 
911s or a lot of Porsches, or was it a rare sight to be seen when you actually saw one um, appear? I was actually I was a, 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 a Air Force brat. My dad lived in Hickam Air Force Base, um, okay. so obviously beautiful weather there. So yeah, there, there, you were more prone to see uh, vehicles. Um, you know, where we are living on base housing, um, not you, you. You did see some some younger guys get those sports cars, but you really didn't quite see it like a, a 911. It was still a big deal. Um, but yeah, it, it really jumped out, man. I mean, that it's uh, it's the iconic, you know, 930s model that you know the air cool model that everybody you know so often thinks about when they think of Porsche. Yeah. So you see this, you see this red, this red 911. You're eight years old. What happens then? So you 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 go to you finish high school, you start earning money. Do you think? Do you keep thinking maybe I could get one soon, or do you, does it go out of your mind for a bit and you start driving different cars? Honestly, I don't know if I ever thought about it. You know, it's like I think it's just life. Like all of us, we get caught up and and um, going up the ladder, and um, you do have family, and uh, you know this life happens, and you kind of die to those moments, I think, because, you know, you always try to do those practical things, um, saving money and thinking about the future. So, but this, this, like a movie, this script, when I was eight years old, this dream that I had kept on running and running in my mind. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, the past year, COVID has been really hard, but, um, I had some major changes at work, um, um, transitioning in my personal and professional life, actually. But, um, I got to the point where really I was I, in my life, I was like, well, you know, you don't want to live a life of regret. You know, uh, you want to you want to what 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 is it that I'm what I what do I want to do and get out of this life? And that's when the Porsche kind of started creeping up again. OK, so it's about so it's <clears throat> it's due to the last sort of 12 months, 18 months of of what's happening in the world. And you start thinking about things and then you decide so, you know, life gets in the way like all of us. Um, I'm trying to look for your Instagram now if you're wondering what I'm doing, Eric. I'm just, I'm just trying to pull it up oh, so fine. I can see your photos at the same time and tell the listeners as well, but I, I, I can't seem to get it. So, you know, life gets in the way. You start, you know, not, not in always in a bad way. Life gets in the way. Things have priorities and, and 9-11s aren't always a priority. We know that. 9-11s are still, you know, they're still a luxury. They're still something really special. Um, we're lucky enough to own own a 911. We're lucky enough to own a Porsche. Some people will always want one and never get to own one. So we, we should be grateful for that. So then, you know, you get to the point and you're talking about 12 months ago, Eric? Yeah, about, about, about the last eight, 12 to 18 months, yeah. So 12 months ago, you start looking for a Porsche. So what what do you start looking for first? So you think, okay, I'm, I'm going to buy one now. This is, this is enough. Enough is enough. I'm going to get a, a Porsche. What do you start looking for? Well, I, I think like anything, and especially any, um, you know, uh, anybody that's going to research something, you just research the heck out of all the all the Porsche models. Um, the 911 still seemed kind of far off for me. So I did look at some of the more affordable, quote, affordable models and the Boxsters and the Caymans and all that. But I kept on going back to 911. I was like, why would I get a Porsche if I don't at least try this thing? Um, so that's when the, you know, I started really researching the, um, different, cause I knew nothing about 911s, the different, I just said, Hey, it's a beautiful car, beautiful shape. And, um, you know, it's something special. Uh, so that's when I kind of started diving in, watching videos, uh, getting magazines, uh, getting some books, really educating myself on the brand. So were you, were you set on a, on an air cooled? Were you thinking at first, I want to get an air cooled like the one I remember, or were you looking at 996s or 997s? What, what did you start looking for? What were you starting to sort of be attracted to? 
Well, I think, I think, you know, I think all the models in the years are, are beautiful in their own way. And I guess it's more of a, a personal preference, honestly. Um, I think everybody strives to get as much as they can within their budget, if, if you do it correctly. But this is not a rational decision because <clears throat> nobody really needs a Porsche. It's more like a, a want instead of a need. But I did look at uh, certain years and I, I focused, did focus on the 997 from 2005 to 12. Uh, knowing that there was the IMS and all that stuff, but this, for some reason, um, that that shape and um, how it it looked modern but looked old at the same time really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. So you're looking. You started looking for a 997. Where you live, was there a lot of 997s available, or were they were they hard to find? Was there an, was there a good supply of of good quality models to look for, or was it was did you have to look outside your area? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, where I live in, in more of the eastern part of North Carolina, um, you really don't see them. I mean, it, it, you, you may see a 911 uh, once every six months or something like that. You just don't see them around here. So the dealerships don't have them. The dealership is about two hours away, two and a half hours away. Um, so no, they really, you don't see those type of cars in this area. People have trucks, <laughs> yeah. you know, being on the East coast, you know, you have to have the monster truck, which yeah. the, some of those trucks are more expensive than Porsches, right? So. Absolutely. So, so you're looking for a 997. So how many do you go through before you, you eventually settle on one? So you, you're looking online, you're looking the various sort of sites online, how long did it take you to find the one that you thought, well, I'm going to go and have a look at this? Or did you look at many before you looked at the one you eventually settled on? Well, this may seem strange to most people because I don't do things uh, like most people, I guess. But I, uh, I never actually sat in a 911. I never actually drove one, uh, which was interesting. But, I mean, that's the great thing about technology. So um, I felt like I was comfortable enough to actually um, look at you know, like you said, there's no cars here. So I had to look online, look at other places. I looked cars in California and all that. And then I started calling dealerships and talking to these people. And I started getting disenfranchised, honestly, with a lot of the salespeople and um, what I was getting. So uh, I think by luck, honestly, I uh, went to Porsche website and started okay. looking at the Porsche USA website. And that's where I kind of got to. And um, I saw a vehicle there, and, and, and it turned out the vehicle that I purchased, but um, I saw a vehicle there. And, and, and one, there's a couple of reasons why I think the Porsche thing is, is still appealing. A lot of people probably wouldn't do it. It's because a lot of the salespeople, they do know their brand. They do the product. Um, they're a little bit more transparent than maybe other, typically other dealerships. And even if you pay a little bit higher premium, I think it's well worth it. Uh, because, you know, their reputation is all they have at these places. So I felt yeah. more comfortable going with that. Okay, that's a good point, actually. So it's your first 911, it's your first Porsche. You don't, you know, you, you've read stuff online, you've never driven one, you don't know that much about them, about how they sort of operate, etc. So comfortable, you know, for, for security, for, for, for you trusting, I mean, guess trusting the... trusting the seller, you'd rather go to a Porsche dealership. So the Porsche dealership, you know... I wouldn't expect they have a lot of 997s that come up for sale, usually. They usually would have 991s because 997s, 996s wouldn't come up as much because they tend to go to independents and other sort of smaller specialty dealers. So one came up. So tell the listeners what what you found at the Porsche dealership. Yeah, well, that was a good point before I say that. That's a good point. They So you, you do, the last point I was going to make about the Porsche dealerships that people don't realize, they are willing to negotiate, you're willing to negotiate more than so maybe other um, 
or about the same as any other dealership because you're right, they want to push that new model. But they do have, they do get these uh, from, you know, former customers that have the cars and they trade them in. So they want to move those cars. Uh, but I saw this, um, I mean, it just jumped out at me. I saw this uh, beautiful um, uh, uh, 997 2008 model, uh, a, a C2S, uh, and uh, it was in seal gray. Um, I guess there's other names for it, but I call it seal because that's the color I remember in the Lawans movie with uh, Steve McQueen driving. Yeah. That is that color. But it is seal gray, isn't it? It's not Atlas gray. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it comes. There's there's another name for it, a oh, technical it? name for it. Yeah, but they have a seal metallic something. I, I don't know. I don't oh, have okay. the code in front of me, but yeah. yeah. I thought it was seal gray. I know there's Atlas gray and there's slate. seal gray, isn't there? I think they call it slate too. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I think it, they call it slate. That might, because it does have, if you really look at it, kind of has a brownish tones in it a little it's bit. A nice, it's a nice color. I just want to go back mm-hmm. to the dealer thing, actually, because I think what you just touched on was pretty important. It's like if, if, you know, a lot of people are against going to Porsche dealers because you think the prices are marked up and, you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get ripped off a little bit. Other people prefer it because you get a warranty. And I guess that's people that's buying a, you know, 991.2 or a 991, people go to the dealer. But you forget about all these customers that, that Porsche dealers have that trade in their Porsche that they've had for seven years or eight years. They trade it in to get a 991, to get a 992, you know. And in one way, if it's their dealer, you know, they'll know the customer, they'll know the car, they probably service the car, the records are all there. It could make your life a little bit easier. Is that what you found when you bought it from this Porsche dealer, that they had all the records, everything was easy to find? Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, they had the, the two owners that had it previously was uh, were all customers of theirs. So it was a low mileage. Um, took most of the maintenance to the Porsche dealership. So you're, you're, you're absolutely right. That's a, that's a great point. And you know, what you save on the, um, what you don't save on the front end, you're going to save eventually. So you might as well get the best example that you can. Um, but yeah, that, that was part of the comfort that I did. And, and it sounds crazy, but when I, when I decided I, I almost walked away from the deal. So that's another story, but I almost walked away from it because I, I got cold feet like everybody. It's like, what the heck am I doing? You know, I don't need the, this t- type of car life right now. <laughs> but uh, they, they, they were very professional, uh, not pushy, and answered all the questions that I needed to make a, a right decision. So you find this car at the dealership. It's well optioned. What were the options that it, that it had, Eric? Well, um, I was trying to find that this morning, but it... Uh, it um, it, it full leather. It's beige inside. It has full leather. Okay. Um, it's a it's a six speed manual. Uh, it has the Porsche headcrest on the you know the Porsche seal on the and the headrest. Uh, it um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, it does have. I don't know if it comes tinted, but it does have some tint on the window. Uh, okay. It has the 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 you know some some of the stone guard stuff on it. Um, there may be some other things I'm missing. Uh, nothing. It doesn't have the uh, Sport Chrono package. Okay, and it, um, so it has so no sports exhaust either. No, it doesn't have sports exhaust. I know no, it doesn't. It doesn't have. I know it, that. No. I'm going to ask you that question a little bit later on because I remember. Right, that. right. Yeah, I remember that. Um, all right. So you found this car. So you you're keen on it. So you you take it for a test drive, and this is the first time you've actually been behind the wheel of a 911. Well, actually, no. I mean, th- so the the options had about it had about twenty thousand or so dollars in options. So I'm, I'm probably missing a lot. Uh, my okay. brain's kind of fried from the past week. But um, no, I, I made decision to purchase it, and I um, I did all the financing with Porsche dealership, and they sent the car to me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they sent the car to me, and 
Um, the funny thing is I didn't time it, but the car arrived at my actually pulled up at night on 9-11, September 11th, oh, really? was when I actually got the car. So I thought that was a pretty cool. I got it at 10-11. I wanted to get it one hour early, but the guy actually pulled up on September 11th at 10-11. Uh, so we missed it by an hour. So where was the, <laughs> so where was the car? Where was the dealer? It, it was away? in uh, it, it, it's pretty far. I mean, it's probably a good ten to twelve hours away um, if you if you're stopping. But um, it's in New Jersey. I'm in North Carolina. Okay. So there's several states up the East Coast. Yep. Uh, yeah, and and you know a lot of things. I think people do. So it, it's a climate that you know they do salt. They have the snow and stuff. So that was that was one of those things that you only can rely on the, the dealership, you know, that where it goes back to the dealership. Hey, how's the rust? How's the, you know, the underbody looks, you know, stuff like that. So when it, when the, the dealer said, Hey, we're so confident in um, this car that we'll make it a CPO. That was it. It was, a, it was a done deal. So they did this certified pre-owned on a 2008 car, which is, I don't think is very typical what they do, but I have a here CPO in the car. So the, just explain the CPO. What does the CPO give you? It basically covers you. Um, it's a bumper to bumper certified pre-owned car. So they, the Porsche, if you have any, um, you know, from major to even a lot of the minor issues with the car, they'll take it in um, and they'll fix it for you. And what's a the lot period of the stuff is, that's full? Sorry, what period? It's two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that that gave you the confidence then to buy it basically, well, not sight unseen, but, you know, you, you couldn't get to the dealer. But when you're buying it, though, in the process, even though they're offering you the CPO, what did you get them? Did they do walkarounds with videos for you? Did they send you more images, or you were quite happy with them guaranteeing it with the CPO and the low mileage, and also it was their uh, an old customer of theirs that had traded it? Um, you know, again, th this is my how I made it, but I don't know. I worked out for me, right? So it worked out, and everything. I was super happy. Um, couldn't actually, it was a lot more than I expected when I saw the car. But yeah, they they only a few pictures. And the pictures were bad because we, even when I went to the Porsche online website, they didn't, they don't put pictures on their used cars. They just, they just post them up yeah, and these yeah. things go really quickly. So I was like, what, what is this? You know? Um, yeah. So, so they basically took a phone walked around, took a couple pictures. I don't even know if I have video of that car and they just shot me the picture. He, he kind of explained in detail anything. I mean, the car is really in mint condition. So he was like, trust me when I say this, it looks like a brand new car. Okay. Um, that, and had about 35,000 miles on it at the time. So 35,000 miles is not very much. It's like 70,000 70, yeah. kilometers, something like that. So right. that's, that's good. So then it gets delivered. So you get, you get your 997.1. It's in seal gray. It's a great looking car. It's got the, the best wheels on it. It's got the lobster claw wheels on it because it's, right. it's a Carrera S, <laughs> my favorite. Um, Me too. And it gets delivered to your, to your house. What do you think when, when you see it come off the truck? And it's night, I guess, so you don't get to appreciate it what till the next morning. Well, no, I, I, I was out there for like three hours at night. So they're like, <laughs> <laughs> so when it, it came on a, and one of those flatbed enclosed trailers and the yeah. guy was really careful, but I, I, I mean, it's hard to describe that feeling. Um, and, and it's called that transformation of the mind, you know, that realization that the dream was realized and it, it Porsche is always more beautiful in person. I don't know what it is. The pictures don't do it justice. It's like if you have go to a, a beautiful scenic uh, route and you're like, man, I wish you're going to take some pictures, but the pictures don't do it justice. Same thing. And it was more than I expected. Um, when I, the smell, the, the feeling of it, everything. Um, and when I put it in the first gear and, and turn that car on, 
Um, I probably made it about 10 yards and I conked out because <laughs> <laughs> I was going up a little hill in my driveway, really? which is a little embarrassing because the guy that delivered truck is looking at me like, uh, are you okay there, buddy? Do you know how to drive this car? So not, but, not, um, not used to the clutch. No, I mean, I, I, I that's where I learned on, uh, you know, my dad took me uh, on the stick. So I had the, but it was like, as, uh, one of these cheapy Suzu cars, you know, where we, you know, you're driving it that, 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 you know, the stick is like two feet long kind of thing, but I never been in a car like this. And, um, this is the first time I saw it. So I was out there for hours. I said, Hey, I, I opened the engine. I'm like, I never looked at an engine for hours. Yeah, I was under yeah. the car looking at the car, you really? know, <laughs> I was like, this is beautiful. You know, I'm in, I'm in, uh, it was like a dream. Really it is. Was. You're exactly right, Eric. I mean, it, one, it looks so much wider in real life when you actually, when you're mm-hmm. standing next to the Porsche and when you have that perspective of, your, you know, standing next to it and it's lower than you and, and the stance of it. And, and then when you go to sit in it, like you said, you sit in it and you're sitting so much lower, your center of gravity and you're sitting in it. And it's just like, especially when you get the seats to the right spot, and it does, it really does just feel like something else. And I've said this many times before. Every time I go back to Sydney and I'd get in the car after a few months of not driving it, you just can't help but smile. As soon as you start it up, you just, you know, you're driving out, I'm driving out of my garage and you just, you just can't help but smile because it's just, you know, even, even with the oil cold and you still got to warm it up and you can't really take it out, you, you just feel so, it, it really does, it really does give you a great feeling. And I think that's why we keep saying to people, you know, who haven't bought a 911 yet. Um, and common thread through the owner's stories that other people say is don't, don't wait too long. Just, just get one. Get the one you can afford and, and enjoy it because you really will enjoy it. It really is a special car. Um, so, you, so when was the – so you got it delivered. How was the first proper drive when you – the next day or the day after? What did you do? Did you clean it first? Did you go for a drive? What, what was the plan? Man, I, I remember one of your podcasts and you clean it and clean it. I, that's exactly, I think I cleaned it like 20 times. I mean, I was out there for hours. I mean, I think I was stayed out there eight hours, 10 hours, just with the car, just me. And I was like, if I could put the car inside my house, I would, because that's how, you know, the car was like part of my family. And, and I, I think my wife, you know, Hey, you know, where's my husband kind of thing. But yeah, it's a total infatuation uh, with it. I mean, I did take it out and I was scared to death. My, my palms are sweating. I remember when I was shifting the gears, I mean, uh, was just, just to feel the, the rear wheel drive and the weight of it. It was scary. And we have some, and most of the roads here are B roads and they're, they happen to be more country farmland stuff. So it's a great place to actually take a car like that. That's but, great. uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't as confident in the vehicle, but it was just awesome. You, I mean, you could feel, you, I mean, not that I didn't know it was special, but you know, it's special when you're driving in that car. You yeah. just know it's 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 not your typical car. So I think when you first get a nine, I mean, I know flash going back to when I first got the nine nine seven, and you know cleaning it for the first time. And I know some people don't get into this, but it is about the fact that it is a new car to you, and you spend the time and you know cleaning inside, especially because a lot of people don't take care on the inside and taking the cleaning. And my wife was helping me as well, and you actually then actually get to know your car you get to know the shape of it you get to know if there is any little scratches here and there you know it's kind of a bond i hate to say it but it is kind of a bonding thing with your car when you first get it and it does actually make a big difference i think um especially cleaning it so it it does become yours you know what i mean it feels like it becomes yours Mm -hmm. and it's like when you do a first mod on it it also then becomes like well hey this is this is my 911 you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um which Mm -hmm. i think is which is pretty cool so you've you've got the 911 since you've had the, well, let's let's just stay on the nine nine seven for now. But you've got the nine nine seven. It 
it doesn't have a sports exhaust. So what are the, I know you do a mod, I know you do an exhaust mod. So tell me about what you've been doing um, to the car and what you've added to it since you've um, bought it, Eric. Well, I haven't done much because my wife used to work for a European uh, dealership, BMW. So she's a little more knowledgeable. She was about cars and the whole process of me, but she oh, okay. was kind of scaring me. But you don't want to make too many mods because it might, you know, mess up your warranty kind of thing. So I was like, all oh, right, that's all right. right. But, um, but um, the, I think the exhaust was the biggest thing. And it was weird because uh, there were several people, including you and a couple other people that um, obviously you know about that I, I started looking at and I, I started doing more research on it. Because, you know, once you find something that sparks your interest, you kind of dive deep into it. So I started looking at the videos and then I went on to the website and the Fister mod and I did some research and I thought it was, a, you know, out of, out of the bunch of what you could do. I thought it was the best modification you could do. It was almost like a no brainer to me. Uh, very affordable, and it was it, it's, it's all the way in the West Coast. So I'm on the East Coast, but I was like, how can you not do this? So, I mean, I just jumped on it, and I was like, that the sound is really important, I think, uh, to any vehicle. I had a great sound already, but I think it just gets the most out of your car and the experience. So I wanted to do that. Yeah, I think the um, I think the S. I mean, mine being a standard Carrera, I think the S has a better sound in general than the than the base Carrera, the mine. Um, mm. I didn't have a problem with mine because when I bought it, I thought it was still quite iconic. Uh, obviously, Steve was telling me it was too soft and, it, you know, an exhaust would make it better. And he was right. I mean, the Fister, the Fister did make a, a big difference. You know what I mean? And I like how it still looks, you know, to the untrained eye, if you don't, you know, I've got the, the satin black one. But if you just got the normal color, it just looks like the normal Porsche exhaust underneath. It doesn't even look like you've got a mod, right. which I think is a good thing for you because to the CPO mm-hmm. and, you know, warranty and all that, most people wouldn't have any idea. And also the price, I think the price is reasonable. Obviously, the price of Fisters, I think, have gone up a little bit in the past few years. Mm-hmm. But I still think Darren's prices for his um, for his mod is really good. And it's a great product. It's especially a good product for the, you know, for the 997, uh, for people with 964s. Mm-hmm. It's a really good product as well, you know, so I think, and 996s. Um, but I think it's really good. So you, you had your Fister exhaust sent to you from FD Motorsports and you fitted it yourself? Yeah, I did that. It was a little scary. Trust me. My wife was saying, are you crazy? You're going to do that to that expensive car. <laughs> so it, it was uh, it was a little drama there because I just actually got the second one. I got so when I got the when I it didn't go as planned, just put it that way, um, because when you when you start taking um, so like a house and you build a house, you start taking things apart. You always find something else. And and the biggest thing for, was the seized and the rest of nuts. And the bolts and the exhaust, and nobody really tells you that. But yes. I learned the hard way. On and that. I remember that when they took mine off, that was one of the problems: the 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 bolts and the tips and everything like that. Everything was a little bit. I think they had to replace um, some things. So, what was the reason why you wanted to do it? Just pr- primarily to save cost? Not not really. It's just that I was I was like, if I'm going to have a vehicle like this, how can I not you know at least try to learn and. Um, I think with technology and so much good information out there, you can really do the research and kind of do it yourself. So this is one of the things I never, I never was taught. My dad was never a car guy. I think I did an oil change was the most I ever did in a car. Um, so it was, it was one of the things I kind of wanted to do. I didn't have any tools for it. So I probably spent more money on the tools, just getting the tools <laughs> than if I would have just taken it and gotten the exhaust. But I'm telling you, it does. I mean, if you if you do that and you learn just even an oil change, it's such a big accomplishment. I was taking pictures of the oil, you know, and I did the oil change on the, on the yeah. other car. But I think it's um, you kind of learn about that, and you you realize that it's really not difficult. Okay, it takes time. You might need some tools, but um, it's there. It's on. 
<laughs> You've done it. Yeah, no. And I was just going to say, yeah. for, the list, for the listeners while we're talking about this, go to um, Eric's Instagram. It's L Ray, E-L-R-E-Y, P997. I'll put it in the link to this um, podcast as well. But if you're listening now and you want to go and see it, have a look. Because Eric's got pictures on there, images of there with, you know, the exhaust off, uh, with the fisters fitted, um, and you know, his cars as well. So you can actually check out his cars as well and give him a follow when you, when you go and have a look. So how long, how many hours did it take you to do the exhaust, Eric? You probably don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say because uh, when I took it out, I had to cut through the exhaust. So there's the exhaust hangers that hold your, uh, your muffler up. It's not really that complicated, but it's very hard to get to the way the car designed because everything's so tight in there. Um, so my hands, I had a hard time just getting my hands in and the tools and the angles and, and all that. And it's scary to lift the car up because you're under the car and the mm. car, you have all those issues. But, um, yeah, it, it took many, many hours just because I had to order those parts. And I think one exhaust hanger came from UK. The other one came from Germany. I mean, then I had to get all new nuts and all those bolts. And they're not they're not easy to find. You, there are several places that we all probably know that you have to go and do the yes. research on it. So I finally just got the other um, exhaust hanger that I was missing. So okay. that, that's why I, you know, put it up. But it, if if everything went well, it's probably a good, you know, probably could you probably could do everything in a day if you right. don't have see. Right. You're always going to have issues though. But you know, it's a day project. So you got it off um, Darren Fister, FD Motorsports. Did you have to reach out to Darren and ask him for some help? Did you did you have to reach back out to him and say, you know, I'm stuck here, I need some help, or everything was okay? Well, I, th- all, I, all that I thought about, like every, everybody else, you think about why did I do this? I'm going to have to tow this car. I can't drive this car. I messed it up. I messed this, this beautiful car up. My bumper's off. looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't I can't do anybody. that, Eric. I can't do that. I can't see the car in pieces. I have to be away when it's in pieces. I can't see it. I just prefer yeah. to see it all back together. Well, you'd be surprised because if you're very meticulous in detail, like most Porsche owners, um, you'll be surprised once you once you start doing it, that you, you'll do it better than most people, um, yeah. just because of the care that you do, you know, there's things that you'll see that you'll try to fix and, and correct. But, um, yeah, it was a definitely an experience. You know, it, you know it's, it, you're right. It's not, it's not easy to do these jobs and I guess it is, you know, it's rewarding. That's why I really do, um, think what, um, Amir, who was in a previous owner's stories, I don't know whether you listen to that, Amir, who's got the two Cabriolets, the mm-hmm. 993 and right, the 997, right. and yep. he does all his own maintenance you know, mm. all of his own maintenance and how he plans it out. You know, he'll plan everything out first so he mm. knows, you know, exactly how to do it and he'll just spend the weekend in the garage doing it if it has to has to happen. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work. I don't think I could do that. I mean, I think things like exhaust, like you said, little, not little things, but things like that, you know, oil changes. Change. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it does, you know, bring you closer to the car. So you've got the 997. <clears throat> you're not going to do much more to it mod-wise because you're worried about the warranty, which is fair enough. You've done the exhaust. Everything else is pretty much perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I put the side the side stripes on it. You know, the Porsche side stripes, and uh, I did do carbon fiber uh, covers. Just little little covers that you just put on and on the windows for a little time. Nobody noticed would notice that, but it's something that I noticed. Um, you know, the car is perfect. It has little things here and there that, um, like I said, the upgrades. I'm just thinking about the sill trim. I noticed when I opened the door of the car you could see that aluminum light trim that it yes. has and it's something i probably would never have gotten but it's so cool so if i ever get another one i want that the little aluminum trim on the on the side but yeah it's i, I even if without the 
Your side sills inside, the door sills are, are the aluminum mm-hmm. with the Carrera S written on but, them, are they? Correct, correct. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm going to get that. I'm going to do mine in that with the um, my Carrera. Mine has just got oh, the yeah? black yeah. plastic with the silver, but I'm going... Oh, yeah. When I go back to Sydney, I'm actually going to do those. A friend of mine, Nick, in the UK, who's on the first mm-hmm. owner's stories, he did it with his mm-hmm. 9974S. <clears throat> and it looks fantastic. I mean, obviously, it looks better on darker cars, but I kind of like how the silver on silver will look. Uh, I've seen a couple of images online, and I think it's a great... That's a great option. And your stripe looks good. You went with the all-black uh, Porsche stripe, which mm-hmm. looks great. Um, obviously, your car And I has... did that by myself, too. That's did a you? little harder job <laughs> yeah, because you have to get all the bubbles out. It's very meticulous, and I think I probably spent two or three hours on each side. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a better man <laughs> than me. I, I paid someone to do mine. I, I, I didn't do yeah. mine. Yeah. Did you um? <laughs> did you uh the the wheel arch the wheel arch guards the clear wheel arch guards that's just before the rear wheels was your did you replace those at the same time or they were okay oh, they weren't the side marker lights I replaced those as well yeah I did I did that yep the uh the the side markers yeah the, I, the are you talking about the orange lights no yeah, I, I noticed that them. you've done that as well no oh, I mean the protective okay. film that's just around the wheel arch oh, of the rear oh, wheel oh that was on the car. That was on the car. So it was already. all right. It wasn't yeah. discolored because a lot of the times that mine was no. yellow when I bought my car, so I changed it over when I did the stripe. But yours no, was okay. No, it wasn't. And maybe maybe the, the 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 dealership did that. I don't know. I mean, they put new Pirelli tires on it and stuff, and did some other things to it. So maybe they they did that. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And you got the full leather interior. I can see that. So we see with your full leather tan interior it looks great. So you've got the you've got the nine nine seven. You bought it. What month was it again? In September, right? September, yeah. Yep. September last September. year. So you, you've been driving it. So what happens then? Then you decide, well, one's not enough. One Porsche is not enough. So yeah, what course, happens, Eric? Well, like everybody, <laughs> I will highly recommend that. I mean, just like any, there's a, there's a Porsche for every season or there's, I mean, everybody should have about three or four Porsches telling you. Because, I mean, really, it doesn't, just because they're all so different. They're also, and that's the genius of Porsche is that, they can make something that's so similar, but yet so different and so fascinating yeah. um, that it's it's really just, it's, you know, I can't say enough about the brand. But um, I did uh, start looking into getting another car, even though we have like five cars. <laughs> and again, remember, not rational decision if I wasn't yes. thinking straight. But I got on this thing like, hey, you know, life is short. Why not do it? And I just started doing some research like I, I did and, and really get into the brand. Because when you look at like if you feel like your favorite music, you know, and like I like blues. Right. So you don't really start with the beginning. You start toward who the artist is now. So Eric Clapton is one of the one of my favorite artists, um, guitar player. I play guitar. You kind right. of find out what his influence was. He was influenced by Buddy Guy and B.B. King. And then okay. who were they influenced by? So you go back to Robert John. So same thing with Portia. And I started going back and I said, hey, this is a beautiful Boxster 911. You start going back. And I realized that there was a, a you know, the Boxsters are, I, I feel like they're really severely undervalued yes. for what they, they provide. Yeah. So, so yeah, I did. Start no, I agree. Pressing, yeah. I agree. I was only just saying that in, in uh, a podcast. Well, this is... We're doing this now, but this is going to be played in a few weeks' time. But in the podcast that I just did this week with Steve, I was just talking about the boxes. How, I, to me, I think they're going to come. They're going to become very, very collectible. You can't overrule the fact that it's that it is 25 years old, that it is their 25th anniversary. You know, I've seen people buying up the more special versions of them. You know, when that starts to happen, when people are looking at the collectors, are looking at the spiders. You know, the 981 spiders or the 987 mm. spider or the 
you know, the RS60 edition or the, the earlier anniversary edition that they did, when people start looking at those, you know it's going to filter down and you know something is changing. Um, and I think you're, you're exactly right, Eric. I think that the, the Boxster is going to be, the prices are going to jump. They're going to jump and they're going to jump very quickly and people won't, uh, won't be ready for it. So you've had the 997. I think how you explained it to music is a really good, a really good uh, explanation, actually. So then how do you find the Boxster? Where does it appear? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I did the same kind of process. You, you look at everywhere. You call people up and, and you get the same, you know, you, I guess we, we, we always do this. We make the same mistakes sometimes. But I did, again, get a little frustrated. I just wanted to know um, what was out there about the car. And a lot of the people that are selling these cars, especially from um, non-Porsche dealerships, just don't know about the car. They don't know about the history and, and um, the beauty of the brand. So I started looking on Porsche website the usa the used cars and they, okay. they put a lot of their cars on there from the dealerships okay and um there were several boxers that i liked um some were a little bit earlier more expensive and then they had but uh it what the funny thing it was the same the boxer that i saw and i was like hmm, this is a good price good you know it looks like it's beautifully well taken care of it was the same same Porsche dealership that I bought my 997. Oh, really? And wow. I did not. Yeah, I did not. It, it, when it, when I clicked on it, I was like, wait a minute. It went back to to where the same place where I bought my Porsche, which is very strange. So, were you looking? Were you looking for a particular generation of the Boxster? Were you looking for a Boxster, a, a standard Boxster, Boxster base? Are we looking for a Boxster S? Or were you looking for some? What were you looking for? Well, the new ones are beautiful cars, and I think they're for for what you get. They're really, I mean, I would recommend that to anybody. But with with where my budget was, and again, this is more of a, a want and need kind of thing. I felt like the undervalue of the nine eight six was where I wanted to be. Um, again, knowing that the IMS and all that, I mean, life's too short. Like I said, it's I I I really didn't really think about that. I did my research on it, but I'm willing to take a risk because everything we do is kind of risk, anyways. Um, and yeah, I, I did. I, I did settle on the 986s. I wanted the S, and although that wasn't a requirement, I liked the S. Which I, 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 I this uh, heard something. S is not sport. I always thought it was sport. I, mean, I guess it means super, but I go figure. Um, but uh, the manual was a really big deal for me. And I want. I the reason the the reason the box are so important. I think is 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 such a different but yet it has it has that precise handling like a 911 but it has that mid-engine feel to it and everybody says that the handling on it is just superb and i have to agree okay and, i um, want to ask you about that actually i want to ask you about the yeah. comparison but before we get into that the you found this boxster it's a boxster s um tell the listeners exactly what year and, and the options and etc that it had on the car that you found at the porsche dealer yeah it's a 2002 um s uh, and, uh, 986S. Um, and it's, uh, it's not the color I wanted, but it's, it, that they had was steel. It's a light seal, uh, not seal, um, Arctic, uh, metallic, like an Arctic gray, silver. Um, yeah, that's what they say. That's they, not Arctic silver. Arctic. That's not Arctic that's silver, is they, it? It's not, yeah. No, well, wait, my, what would my you car's say? Arctic like, silver. My car's Arctic silver. It looks gray in yeah, the pictures. That's, yeah, it's 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 lighter. The pictures it looks darker. It's lighter than than what it looks. Like if you compare that to the my nine nine seven, it's a lot lot lighter. Um, but I was trying to get away from this silver gray. Um, I wanted I actually wanted like a yellow, more of a poppy color. Okay. But 
but hey, it checked the box. I mean, they had brand new tires on it and um, it was in great condition. Again, thir- I think it had 32,000 miles on it. So is this the uh, model, you said it was a 2002. So did you get the glass right. rear window? Is it still got the plastic rear window? You know top? what? I think that was, I think they get, put a new top on it because they have a newer um, convertible. I don't have the glass on there. So they have, uh, it's the, the soft top on there, but it's not glass. Okay. Okay. No, I think yeah. they came out late 2002, the glass rear window. Oh, yeah? Okay. I think it was well, 2000. Come out before. Yeah, I think it was 2003 model and upwards, but it looks quite clean because usually that's where you see the wear, isn't it, on that, mm-hmm. on that plastic rear window. So mm-hmm. did the Boxster have, the Boxster had many options or not really? Well, it, had a, it didn't have the original exhaust. It had an aftermarket like eBay exhaust, which actually sounds pretty good except for the drone, but it doesn't bother me. It sounds really good, though. Um, and some of the options, it has the, uh, what do you call it, the CarPlay type thing where you can hook up the Bluetooth. So I thought that was actually a really good feature on it. Um, other than that, it really doesn't have much uh, more. I mean, I did a, a ton of stuff to it, uh, but it, it's pretty uh, pretty stock. Are they the standard seats? Those seats, they look like they're quite a lot of um, lumbar support on the sides. They're the standard sports I, seats? I think they are. I think mm. they are, Michael. I'm not 100% positive, but I think they are. Yeah. So you've got the black interior. It looks more gray than me than silver, but I could be wrong, but it looks more gray. Um, it's got the black interior, which works well. It's got the six-speed, yeah. which is fantastic. You've got the white dials, the classic uh, Boxster S white dials. You've And what mod, what have you added to that? Apart, Is there much you needed to add to it, or you've just left it pretty much stock? No, that's this is my mod car. So that's what okay. I always said that you have a, I'm more comfortable doing this. And this is where I got more confidence because as soon as I got the, the box star, I just went to town on the car, yeah, opening everything up. But I put new taillights on it. I put new Porsche emblems. I took the, the old one out, which oh, was okay. kind of breaking up, and I put black ones on there. I bought some Floyd carpets, excellent carpets, yes. by the way. The yeah, they're great. Floyd. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, great material. Um, and then um, changed all the air filters with high performance. I did um, wheel spacers on them. I, I did get some carbon covers for the side mirrors, front grills from Sunsport quality. Those are quality. Uh, and then um, I did uh, some maintenance stuff on it. Uh, well, several, several things on it. Yeah. Put the front and rear strut bars are, as well, which I don't even know what they actually do, but it seems like it, it feels better when, I go, when I'm going faster. So with, you did that yourself, Eric? You actually changed it I yourself? did everything myself. Yeah. All right. I so you're using chains, this as your, did, this is your, your fun car because it doesn't have a, this exactly. one doesn't have the CPO, right? This one's just bought from the dealer. No. And yep. you got it at a reasonably good price. You've had the bumper off on this one. I can see the front bumper's been off and I can see the radiators. Yeah, I got this 20% markdown um, on it and um, very similar, just pictures that I saw and, um, you know, little things here and there. But it was a very clean car. I think it had like two previous owners on it. But I have a lot more things that I have that I want to do with the car that I, that I already purchased. I just haven't done on the car and they're just sitting in the room. Let's go through that. But before that, so how... Had it had any work done by the dealer, like you said, you weren't worried about the IMS, life's too short. And a lot of people, you know, I know there's other people who don't sort of fuss about that too much, but had it had any work on the clutch, had any major things been done, the brakes been changed? I mean, how is the wear of those? Did you manage to find well, out or are you still wanting, to, still trying to find out? No, well, I mean, I guess the dealership did do uh, an inspection on it. Uh, I don't even know if you call it a PPI or whatever, but... Everything was in really good condition, the brake pads, everything was fairly new. So I think that stuff was changed out. And the dealership also put new tires, Michelin Sport tires on it, brand new that they did. Uh, 
But other than that, no, I don't think anything, the clutch is still original to the car. Um, and it works perfectly. I mean, there's, it, I might change it to a short shifter pretty soon, but it works. Everything in the car works perfectly. Perfect. Don't do that yourself, though. Get someone to do the short shifter. You're not going you think so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually thinking about getting, really? getting that, yeah, doing I it mean, myself, yeah. You know, I, I gave that short shifter a really hard time, and I think the one that goes in the Boxster, if you get the Porsche one, I think it's the same as the 997 one, you know, the 997 okay. short shifter kit that I got, right. that I actually bought from, I actually didn't buy it from Suncoast. I bought it in the UK. It was a little bit cheaper. And then Auto House mm -hmm. Hamilton in Sydney fitted it. It took a few hours to fit it. Um and I was really hard on it at first, and, and you probably heard me talk about this because of having been in Steve's GT3 with his numeric shifter and being so much more mm -hmm. mechanical and just just feeling better, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think I've come around to the fact, and I, you know, I haven't driven the car, you know, very often recently, obviously, but I think the 997 short shifter kit is a good one, you know what I mean? If you don't want to go too hardcore, it's short enough, it's tight enough, it does feel more mechanical. Of course, it's, it's, a, it's very far removed from the numeric, I mean, if you want the Boxster to be, you know, a track car and, and more sportier, I would say look at the numeric because it does give a completely different feel. It is a clicky, mm. clickier shift and a very shorter throw. Um, and you can adjust the throw on those as well. I think you can have, you know, the throw shorter mm. if you want. Um, but, you know, for a everyday sort of car that you just want to drive and enjoy, I think the Porsche OEM part is probably still the one to go. It's still the one I would go for on a 997. If I had a GT3, I would probably do the numeric. You know what I mean? I would probably do that if it was going to be more sort of spirited. But yeah, but it looks good. The Boxer looks good. So so this dealer must really like you then because you bought one car and then how long after <laughs> did you buy the Boxster? Almost exactly the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, it's about a month and a half later. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But so I'm he, telling you, if yeah, it, it, yeah, he does like me. And I, I, <laughs> I might actually go back there for another one, but maybe it'll be a, a new one next time. Does he, ever get, next time. does he ever get air-cooled air in or not? Not really. I don't think so. I think they're very rare. I mean, they 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 do a pretty good job of posting them on those, uh, you know, those big car websites when they do. I think Porsche does it, but you really don't see them. By the time they get there, they probably get bought. You know, they don't even have time to put them on there because the customer base, they're repeat customers. You know, once yeah. you, once you, so it's like any deal, any car company, right? They're they're going to keep you, but the Porsche really does it because they know their customers. They know their customers, um, and they usually keep them for a long time. The the, the only disadvantage that I have is I'm so far away. Yeah. So yeah. the local one here is about two and a half hours, and they're pretty good as well. So. So you but said maybe one day I'll get a new one, you know, and I could I just can buy a new one and tell them what I want. <laughs> well, you know, you've got that relationship exactly now, want. haven't you? If the person's still working there and the same people are working there, which a lot of these dealers I know people do stay there for a long time. So you've got that relationship. You've started to build that relationship, which is fantastic. And I guess if you need to know anything about parts or anything, you can always give them a call as well. Mm -hmm. So you said that you have a lot of other things that you've purchased already, Eric, that you want to fit onto the Boxster. What are you planning? Tell the listeners what you've what you've got in store to make the Boxster a little bit more special. Well, there's a there's a guy named Joe Toth. He does a real a rear spoiler um, on there. So I already bought it. I just you know it's not no insulations. It's double sided tape. You just put it on. It gives a it gives a little pop on the back of it. Uh, rear diffuser that I want to put on again's more aesthetic on on the back. But I have to get that painted as well installed. Um, engine mount. Uh, okay. Probably don't need it. Yep. Maybe hear a little bit of creaking, but I'm, I'm going to put an engine mount. Uh, and then I plan to do the thermostat flywheel and serpentine belt just for preventative maintenance. Um, for performance, I would like to do the IDP. 
yes. plenum upgrade. Yes. Not not a huge difference, but from everything I see, it does make a little bit of difference. And why not? I mean, you it's, know, I think it'll be a good thing. The IPD so. plenum is a weird thing, though. A lot of people say it does make a lot of difference, and then some people say it doesn't. I, I'm still not sure if it does or it doesn't. You know what I mean? I had I used to have a lot of people sending me messages through YouTube, you know, from the channel saying, you should do this, you should do the IPD, you should do it. It's going to make a big difference. You know, but then you read on the forums and people say, well, it doesn't really make that much difference. So I'm still unsure about that one. I'm not I'm not too sure. I think the engine mounts is a good one. But I think, um, Eric, if you're going to do the engine mounts, wouldn't you do the short shifter at the same time? Because that would really Pro- tighten up probably. everything. Yeah, that would tighten up yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, I like to do the uh, some um, shocks and new lower, lower the car, you know, some springs. So I'm looking at KW or, or one of them. I, I like to do that on the 997 as well. Just, you know, I know it's the people are like, oh, you're going to lower it down just an inch, but it does give it a better stance. And people say it drives better as well. So I, I want to do that to both of the cars, actually, uh, probably get because there's new technology now, um, just like the tires, you know, it, it is going to improve the drive. Yeah, absolutely. so I'm willing to look at that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's I think the monster is unlimited. And honestly, when you put that top down, Michael, that's why I think you probably should get one. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's no feeling like it. There's no feeling like it. My kids love it. My wife loves it. I mean, it, it's just uh, it the. I mean, having a top down on a Porsche and it's a small vehicle and it's, it's a zippy little car, it just, it's just a great feeling. And I, I don't know if I want to ever sell any of those cars because it serves another purpose and it's more my daily driver. And if something happened and I ran into a, a animal or something like that, when it feels bad in the box. I think I think but, you've got but, I think you've done well yeah. though. You've got a good you know you've got a mi- good mix there. You've got the nine nine seven, which you have to be a little bit more sensible mm-hmm. with because of the warranty, and that's kind of like you know not the special one, but that's the nine nine seven. That's the nine eleven, and then you've got the Boxster, which you can have some fun with, which you are, you know what I mean. And you're trying out all these parts, and you might even eventually when you if your warranty run, when your warranty runs out on your nine eleven, you might start thinking about parts for that, right? So. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a testing ground in a way, isn't it? It's almost like, you know, seeing how much you can do yourself and then thinking, well, Addiction. I can do it on the 911. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So when you brought this car home, you obviously have a big garage and you have enough room to, to park it and everything. So is there room for another 911 in your garage? Well, we need to build a new garage. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> <as> part of <laughs> buy some land here, plenty of land and build, build some more garage and get a lift and everything. Because even if you're not a car guy, just having a lift and cleaning under your car and, and yeah. keeping it clean, it's, it's a it's a good perspective. So highly recommend anybody to do that. Um, I just got to budget and get my priorities straight before I do that. Because we the the garage I have right now is more of a workshop I have, and then our house is lifted on pylon, so we park we could park six cars in or there. Oh, okay. So you know I have to put cover. So the cars are not really protected. I mean they're not in the sun, um, and they don't hit the rain and stuff. But I want to eventually close the bottom of my house up. And I actually build another garage. Um, okay, so you're just using car covers, car covers on them at the moment, mostly. But in North Carolina and in the in the Carolinas, it doesn't. The temperature doesn't sway too much. I mean, we've been having some cold temperature, but we don't get really snow. Okay, pretty mild. So you don't have to put snow tires and stuff. I mean, you really can ride your cars um, throughout the year with no problem. So here's a question for you, because a lot of listeners and a lot of um, people that listen to the podcast, you know, a lot have 911s already, but a lot of people are looking to buy a Porsche and they listen to this podcast because they want, you know, they want some, not justification, I guess, just some help in which direction to go. And of course, you know, the first choice at the moment, of course, is a 996 due to the prices, 997, a little bit more expensive, but the Boxster is also on other, on people's lists. 
um, you know, as their first night, as their first Porsche. What what do you think of the driving experience between the 911 and the Boxster? Do you think they're, and I know you touched on it just before, do you think they're comparable? Do you think that, what is the main thing that you noticed when you stepped out of one and went into the other? Well, I think the 911 is always going to be my first love, but the Boxster is not far behind, honestly. I mean, it's, it is a different feel to it. Uh, especially going around the curves, uh, you probably feel a little more confident in the Boxster, uh, maybe because it's a mid-engine car. But it's almost, um, it still has that, like I was saying, that precise handling and feel of a, of a Porsche brand. And that's why I think I recommend it for uh, a lot of Porsche owners, because you have a convertible that is very affordable. And um, it's cheaper than the Hondas and Toyotas that are dime a dozen out there. Yeah, true. So. So it may be one of those things that people just budget for and get one and you'll feel more confident in tracking this car and modifying this car. Um, and one day it may be a classic. You may make money or it may not. But it, I think it's about the fun factor with the Boxster. And um, it does have some history to it. Right. I mean, it, yeah. it, there is a history and, and there is some prestige and in, um, in, in the brand uh, of the Boxster brand. Uh, but I, I would recommend I would recommend people to get as what what they can afford, whether it be a new. I mean, get as much as you can afford, so you don't regret it. Uh, if you don't like the car, you can sell it and stuff. But um, you know, whatever you whatever your limit is, and and really, I always say to people, you can't. It's almost like you can't afford not to buy one, because that's how life is, and you don't want to be in your life and have regrets and say I would have. You know, I wish yeah. I would have bought a Porsche and had that feeling. Yeah, true. Um, but I think that's what it represents, Michael, for me. It's not just the product. It's not material things. It's the feeling. It's that transformation of your mind, um, yeah. the way you perceive life yeah, uh, and what you want to get out of life. That's what Porsche is about. And that's why we're all hooked in talking about it. Yeah, no, It's I agree. more than just a car. It's, now, Ferrari may have that name, but the Porsche has the name, but they also have that experience. And yeah. there's nothing like it. You can... You can see a Porsche and you know it's a Porsche, but when you're in a Porsche, you know it's a Porsche. And, and I think it's just one of those things that it it, it, it becomes, I think you said it, it's a, it is a lifestyle, it's a community, but I think that's why we're so gun ho about it because we're like, hey guys, you got to jump on the Porsche bandwagon here. Yep. It's, this is that good. And my some of my friends think I'm crazy. Like, how can you buy a car like that? You're going to have all kinds of problems. It's expensive, you know. <laughs> The naysayers. <laughs> well, people think they're expensive to look after and they're really not that expensive. Once you get into it and you buy the car and you've got the car, it's not that expensive, really. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, if you go to dealers and you get a lot of services done and all the work done at dealers, it's going to cost you a bit more. But like you said, you can do it yourself on the older models. I mean, obviously, 991s and 991.2s and 992s are probably harder to do work on. But you can do the work yourself and you, you know you can enjoy that side of it as well if you want to. Um, but I think the Boxster is, you know, I think the Boxster is, I really do think it's underrated, like you said. And I think that, you know, I, I look back at an owner's story that was done, you know, um, the owner's story, which, you know, like I said, these owner's stories we record in advance, but the owner's story that had, um, Stephen from Sydney, Australia with his Boxster, Red Boxster. Now that episode, you know, sometimes when I get people coming on the, on the owner's stories, they think because they've got a Boxster or because they've got, you know, a modern 911, it's not going to be as interesting because everyone wants to know about air-cooled or everyone wants to know about, you know, something like a bit more special. It's not true because, honestly, that Boxster mm -hmm. episode has actually had more downloads than some of the other episodes with mm -hmm. air-cooled in them. So it just shows you that there's a lot of people out there who are really interested in the Boxster 
because it is a good-looking car, um, you know, and it's not it's not the second cousin to the 911. It's 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 on this you know it's a different level. It's a different thing, but it's still Porsche and it's still you know a great car to own and to drive. And I have to admit, you know, as a combination, like I was saying before, you having the 997.1 and a Boxster, I think it's a great combination. And it's a combination that I've thought about. I have thought about mm-hmm. it because you know even in Australia, a Boxster like that is still reasonably probably not as as cheap as the US, but reasonably inexpensive where you can get one between 30 and 30 and 40,000 Australian dollars for a low mileage, you know, 03 model with the glass back window career uh, Boxster S. So for that side Mm. of it, it is very cheap. When you think about that, I'm looking at 912s at now, 912s, you know, I've Mm. completely missed the boat going up to 60, 70,000 US dollars. You know what I mean? 60,000 and 70,000 US dollars now. Um, So that's, you know, it's something you can't overlook because if you want a different experience, like you said, you can get into it and you can get into it at a low price and you can be enjoying it now. And that's, that's what it's all about. Um, so tell me, uh, we're getting, cl- I think we're probably getting close to the hour, Eric, but, but Sorry. tell me about, um, tell me about where you live in, in North Carolina, right? North Carolina. Uh, right. tell me about the roads around there. Are there, are the roads really bad? Like you said, you some of the bad roads aren't so great. Are, are there some good driving roads in your region or? Well, I mean, we're not too far away from, you know, in, you know the West, uh, if you, if, you know, Virginia and North Carolina have beautiful drives and the mountain drives uh, around here. So there's a very a lot of rural back roads, but also the highway. And I, I think when you drive these these type of cars, it's good. At, the Porsche, a lot of people understand the durability of these cars. They're made, you know, the Safari runs on Le Mans and they, they have this. You can take this car anywhere. Right. So yep, I think it's it's good to take this thing on long low trips. And I plan to do that from the beach to the mountains everywhere. But there's a lot of uh, nice roadways here. Um, and, um, highway 81 in Virginia that goes to Virginia to DC. And then, um, you have, um, 55 is West Virginia where there's this beautiful mountains and there's some really, really nice places, um, probably away from the city that you can really take the car and, and take it in, you know, all different types of climates and environments. But, uh, you know, that's the advantage of, um, these cars. I mean, they really could do, they're so versatile. You know, and, and you can really depend that they're going to get you home when, when you take it out. You don't have yeah. to worry that they're going to break down. Yeah, true. I mean, obviously, you know, they're th- these cars are getting a little older. But I think if you know your car and you do the maintenance on it, um, they're going to be very few surprises on the car. They're just built so well. So I, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, people need to know that um, these vehicles, they, they're 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 on the road. Right. I mean, yeah. we are, I think I saw a statistic there. There's what, 75, 80 percent. Cars are still on the road. People say, you know, yeah, the 986 Boxster, I mean, Steve made the point the other day to me that, you know, the 986 Boxster is a bit unreliable, you know, it's a bit like chocolate. And I said, not really, you know, it's not, it's not that bad, (laughs) you know what I mean? And there's still so many of them on the road, they're still driving. So unless people have put in, you know, thousands of dollars to fix them, they're still on the road. So they can't be that bad, you know what I mean? Maybe there's a few bad ones here and there. I, I had Hondas and Toyotas, I'm telling you, I felt like every, that thing was always in the shop. Yeah, and yeah. they're and they're made. If you look at some of these cars, the the plastics and stuff are so cheap they break off and stuff. So you think about it, it's almost like you're. If you look at the whole ownership experience of these cars, you're almost paying the same probably, and more headache and more time just yeah. dealing with these little things that kind of break off. So people talk about the dependability of the other vehicles, and I don't really see it that way. And you've got a better um, driving experience. So here's the question, Eric: You wake up in the morning; it's a beautiful sunny day. You walk outside, you go down to you, underneath mm-hmm. your house, and your cars are there. Which one do you um, Which one do you take out first? God, see, that's a, that's a tough question. 
you know what? I probably right right now since the 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 nine eleven's been sitting there, and I, I by the way, I have to take it to the shop. I'm going to take it for dealership. They're going to pick it up because I had so much fun revving with the Fister. It snapped my belt. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't warm it up. For, yeah, actually, the belt. What happened was one of the idle pulleys where you put your belt on the idle pulleys. It inside there's like a bearing thing and just broke. It's a oh, plastic thing wow. and it breaks sometimes. And they said that you had to inspect it. So when that broke, it pulled the belt and it snapped the belt. Oh, okay. And it's something that it's very easy to fix, by the way. But I called them and I was like, I was like, just call them. And I called them and they said, yeah, we'll we'll get it over and fix it for you. It's it's a. Uh, like a $30 belt and I think okay. the idle tensioner is about 70 bucks or a hundred bucks. So that US has to dollars. go to the local Porsche shop or? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to come away. pick it up. Yeah. So there again, I can't, I haven't driven it with the Fister yet. <laughs> <Not> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cursed, but, but so right now I'm saying is that it's been sitting for a couple months. So I'm just anxious to get back into it. Right. But cause that's, that's, that's the car, but mostly sunny days, man, put that top down and you take the Boxster. I mean, nine day. times yeah. out of 10. Yeah. I mean, most of the time you can even take in the cold, you can have the top down going, you know, I went 130 miles per hour. My wife, well, wife's not hearing me, but over 130 miles and it was scary, but you don't even know the car doesn't shake. Yeah. And you yeah. can still talk to people on the phone with the yeah. top down. And I mean, it, you know, with the Bluetooth, it's a, a beautiful car. I Fantastic. mean, I really can't say much of it. I'm just really surprised how much I really like that car. So. And in, you um, don't have, I don't want you to divulge prices or anything, but. The the cost of the Boxster to the 911, is it half the price, third of the price? I would say it's probably like a third. A third yeah. of the price? So it's a yeah. great experience for the money, isn't it? So for anyone out there who's wanting a Porsche and is holding off, you know, beat it. The, Boxster is, you know the Boxster is a good first entry. And then if you can afford a 911, keep the Boxster as well. Like you've got two, keep the Boxster and get a 911 or a you know, 996 or a 997 or a 991.1. And you've got a great, you know, great start of a great start of a Porsche collection. What you do is sell your other cars and just get the Boxster. I mean, because for the price of these two cars, if you do it right, you do your homework, it's cheaper than what people are paying for trucks around my area yep. for a brand new truck. Yep. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's like crazy. So it's a great time to get in. Uh, remember, there wasn't too long ago when these air-cooled, uh, air-cooled Porsches were cheap, you know, relatively cheap, super yes. cheap. And now you can't touch them. So, so um, is that yeah. next? Is that next, Eric? Are you looking at air cooled? Would you would you consider getting an air cooled, or you you would still rather get into maybe a nine nine one or a nine nine two after these? Well, I need to win the lottery so I can buy like three or four more because <laughs> I do like the, I do like the new ones because you have to like the new ones because the, the technology, the brand is it's just there's a lot of good things about the new stuff, but I also like the old stuff as well, yeah. right? How can you like the and so I think everybody, anytime there's new generation, because we're so territorial of our own cars, we're like, that's not as good as our 997s or whatever. But if you look at it, they're actually better cars, right? But there's just something special about the, the older air cool. So I would definitely, um, you know, 930s, uh, the 930 or the 964. Um, and there's certain years that I like more than others. Um, it's probably more on top of my list, but then a close second. And it, it sometimes it's number one is the GT. GT3. Yeah. And I will, I actually like the new I actually like the new ones. I mean, they're just they're so fast and there's the it just um, you know, the more you get into the brand, you're like, what is the pinnacle? Like what is the pinnacle if, if you're a really Porsche person, you you think about performance. 
So what's the top performance right now? Yeah. Well, on the streets, GT3s, the, the new ones. Yeah. So I, I think, mean, a perfect yeah. three-car collection, you have a GT3, you have a air-cooled, and you have you know something in between, whatever it may be. I mean, that's, that's really right. – I, mean, I hate to say it, you, you really do need three. Because it kind of is, it kind of is around. It is though, isn't it? It's a good balance when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, we went from two to three. Might be four. <laughs> but just not, just not next month. Just give it a little bit of time before you get the next one. There you go. There you All go. Right. Hey, when I get when I get the next big bonus, man, I'm I'm seriously gonna think about it. It'll be very tempting. Pay pay a, a loan off or or just buy another Porsche. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> we'll see how true. All right, Eric. Fantastic. Thanks for um. Anything else before we go, actually, anything else you want to tell the listeners before we go? No, no. I was going to ask you, though. I had a question for you. Um, well, the only thing I would say is like, hey, you know, do what don't always think about this. Do what's in your heart and just go for it, because life is short, like I always said. And I think everything but the COVID and, and you know, we all know somebody that affected and people pass and it's just a sad situation. But, you know, just do it, because if you don't, then you're going to regret it. And I think this is what it represents. So let's go for it. I did have a question for you, though. Um, what is well said, by the way, you said that. Um, thank you. You said that you were going to do some some mods and you were talking about the, the aluminum strip. What other things are you thinking about doing on your 997? OK, so I've got all the leather parts that I got from the craftsman, the artisan in UK. I've got most of those parts. I'm still waiting on one part to come so they're all been sent to mm. australia so they're all the leather parts because my car doesn't have a full leather interior um i don't know if you know about that so i have the you know the inner door seals in leather i have the um i can't even remember half the things i've got now quite a few parts anyway have it, have it the top is it alcantara or alcantara Al- yeah Al- my roof is alcantara okay, yeah it's gray alcantara sunroof. my roof um, and it's a sunroof, but it's got grey Contera. So I think that was an option at the time. My car doesn't have many options. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the you know extended mm-hmm. phone package, which is irrelevant now. It's got Bose. It's got that. But mm-hmm. I'm going yeah, to I'm going to get yeah. the stainless steel seals, the Porsche OEM stainless steel seals. So I'm going to buy those from Design 911 in the UK because I can get them sent to the UK and I'll take them back to Australia with me. It's a bit cheaper than getting them from Suncoast mm. or s- somewhere else, Pelican Parts or wherever. So I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to. And I know that people are going to hate me for this when I say it, and I haven't really announced it. I'm going to take the stripe off my car mm-hmm. um, temporarily. I'm going to see if I like it better without the stripe. Uh, my wife right. doesn't want me to take the stripe off, but and she thinks it looks fantastic. <laughs> but I, I think I'm just going to take it off for a little while. Um, I'm going to get the suspension done, like you mentioned. Um, I, I don't know. I was pretty set on the Bilstein, whatever that kit was, I can't pro kit whatever it's called, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called now, the Bilstein suspension, um, not mm-hmm. coilovers. I was going to get that. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit confused now because I'm thinking, should I get KW or should I get, you know, should I get Olin's or whatever? I'm not sure. <clears throat> I know a lot of people in 997 forums, they get the Bilstein or they get the K&W. Right. So, KWs. yeah, KWs are more expensive, though. That's the only problem. They are more expensive in Australia. So mm. I want to do that. Um, the front of my car was damaged uh, in the garage where I park it at. Someone backed into my car, so they put a bit of a oh, ding in the front of it, into the bumper, so the mm. bumper has to be fixed. I mean, hopefully it's only a cheap fix, but I don't think it will be. So that'll be fixed. So when that's fixed, I'm going to get the whole front end covered in um, PPF. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bumper's already got PPF on it from the original owner, from the previous owner, but mm. I'm going to get the front end covered in PPF. Have you thought about getting a new bumper? Just getting a new bumper, like a GT3 it's, style bumper, or, or just mm, instead no, of repairing it? Yeah, no, because my, my front is too low as it is. 
okay. See, because my okay. suspension, I'm, I'm on lowering springs. My car's actually on gotcha. lowering springs. It's with stock oh. suspension, but lowering springs. So hmm. it is a little bit lower, which is the reason why I want to change to the to Bilstein or KW or whatever, just to give it, I just want to raise it up just, it. just a little bit, just fractionally higher than what it is now. Not a lot, just fractionally, because every mm-hmm. time I go out of my car park, um, my garage, it, it scrapes. It's very hard to get out mm-hmm. without it scraping. Mm. So to put a different uh, front, on, front on it, Eric would mean it just, it, you know, if it was a different sport front, it'd just scrape even more. Mm-hmm. So it'd be too difficult. Mm-hmm. And especially when we're on spirited drives, you know, when I was with Steve and that, and we mm-hmm. go on those national parks, you know, you do hit, you know, mm-hmm. you do bottom out a little bit. So you don't want it too low because it could actually damage them, damage more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it, I think. Oh, I'm going to also try and work out what to do with the um, PCM unit. Um, I don't mm. really want to change it over to an aftermarket. Um, I would prefer just to put a Bluetooth module in there. I was hoping Porsche would bring out the um, the classic one like they've done for the 996 for the 997 now, so mm-hmm. I can just change it to that. Um, so I do want to do something with that as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's about it. Oh, How and the, your wheels? And, yeah. the, and the engine mounts as well. The engine mounts. I'm engine gonna mounts? Get, okay. Yeah, I'm going to get Autohouse Hamilton to check the engine mounts, and I'm going to change – I might change them as well. That's did, about did it. Did you um, – how about the wheel spacers? Have you put wheel spacers? Does your cars have wheels? No, mine doesn't actually. I mean, I had – you know, I thought about it when when I got the wheels done and I – you know, because my wheels I actually got done in the UK, and then I took them back to Australia. I actually bought those wheels in the UK, and they were restored um, – refurbished in the uk by a really good guy in the uk called um, chris at xl wheels and at the time i then had to buy new bolts and i bought the black bolts from suncoast so it had the black Mm -hmm. bolts and i had to make the decision whether i wanted spaces or no spaces i think i spoke to him at the time as well and i spoke to him at the time about the size of the rear wheel as well the tire on the back how some people go Mm -hmm. some people go 305 i think and mine's two two ninety five i think which is what's recommended Mm he um he thought his opinion, and I trusted his opinion because he does lots of wheels and changes tires over, and he said that stick with the 295s and probably don't get the spaces. I know a lot of people like the spaces. I think it looks okay without it. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something that you'll notice. Yeah, I, I put some on mine, and I think it does change the stance a little bit, but now I notice that I need to lower the car a little bit more as well. Yeah, um, but, but you don't have but, PASM? Yeah, I, do, I do. Your car doesn't have PASM? It's not slightly uh, lowered anyway, the S? No, I don't no, no. No. I don't think so. No. Wait, well, I'll get confused. Is it PASM or PSM? Is it, it, it those two confuse me? I, I guess it does the have S, some. I thought the S was a little bit lower. That. Maybe it was an option. I thought it was it, 10, 15 yeah, maybe, lower. I don't know. It may it may be, yeah. It may be naturally, but it still has a, a, a gap. I probably can close it down just a hair. Yeah. But you know, it's it's that's just me. That's just us, right? I mean, nobody would notice. And I don't know if it'll affect the drive at all, but it's just something that I'm thinking about doing. I, I but really the question I had yes. the, your wheels, how, did it come like did you buy them like how did you get those the wheels with the black and the the silver? Because I'm I might think about getting some black wheels. Okay. The, the wheels. My my yeah. wheels were just, okay, so I was on the hunt for a pair of lobster claw wheels, right? Because my car came with twenty inch tech art wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the listeners who have heard this story before, I know they're going to get bored, but I'll just tell it quickly. Um, so my, my car came with the 20-inch tech-up wheels. I, I, wasn't, I didn't hate them, but I didn't really like them, but they didn't have the original wheels in my car. So when, because I spent a lot of time in London, 
I was looking online in Australia and then I came across a guy who was doing wheels for a lot of Porsche people in, in the UK. And his name is Chris and he's at Excel Wheels in the UK. And if you're in the UK and you okay. need any wheels done, he's a great guy. And he hmm. also ships to, you know, he was shipping at the time to Hong Kong and other countries around the world as well. Hmm. And I, I contacted him and he had a pair of um, lobster claw wheels, which were immaculate. He sent me photos. They didn't need refurbishing. They were perfect. I could have just bought them and I could have just had them plain. But I had this idea for that singer type style because I already had the idea of having the stripe on the car and I wanted that sort of thing. So that color of my wheel is actually a, is the GT4 or 991 Carrera S wheel color. It's actually a Porsche color. Hmm. Um, and he'd done that color before. He'd actually done that wheel once before. Um, since he's done mine, he's actually had a lot of other people who have come to him and said, I want that wheel. So they've actually seen me somewhere and said they want that wheel. So basically it's a... He, I think he uses someone else in the UK, but he, it basically it's completely stripped off. It's done properly. You know, it's not just a paint. It's a proper professional process, wheel process. Um, the lip is painted silver and the inside is, um, is grey, which is a Porsche colour, which I don't have off the top of my head, but I could give it to you if you wanted that colour. But it is a, it is, it's like, it's called satin, what is it, satin metallic or something? Plat, platinum satin or something like that. It's actually a Porsche, Porsche colour. Did he use the match the paint to your car? Or did he come up with the ingredients, or he got the actual Porsche paint? He got the paint. You know, yeah. For the silver. Yeah, he it's not matched to my color. It's not the same color as my car. Oh, okay. okay. No, it's the same color as a GT4 wheel and a Carrera Carrera 901 Carrera S. You talk about the 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 lip that goes around that color? No, I'm the, talking about the the silver lip that goes around. Oh, the silver the lip. Oh, the silver yeah, lip. Yeah, the silver lip. Uh, that's just silver. That's not matched to the car. That was just um, that was just painted silver. I thought he was just going to leave it with the wheel color underneath, but they actually it's a two stage process. So it's just I don't know what the color of that was. It was just painted silver. He just painted it silver. Hmm. Um, okay. Because I wanted the two tone, you know, look. So, but yeah. I'm not sure what the color code of that was. But the inner side, the hmm. inner gray is actually a Porsche Porsche color. And then what made it easy with that? The easiest thing to do with that is that the the um, center caps the colored crest mm-hmm. center caps, I didn't have to custom color paint them or do anything to them mm. because the wheel color was a Porsche color and I just bought the caps. He got the caps for me and they match perfectly um, because the wheels are an actual true Porsche color wheel. So, Yeah, if you can post that or just send, uh, send that to me, I would like to know. Yeah, Because okay. I'm thinking about actually getting another set of lobsters and, and, and doing that for that car, just to have to, uh, another set of tires. Yep. Maybe winter tires if it, you know, if I feel like I need to put those on if we have bad weather or something. But, yep. You could always paint them white, have white wheels. Yeah. <laughs> or gold, a little bling bling, no gold. Actually, the gold the gold rims look, wheels look good on some cars. They Especially do, actually. The nine, like the older yeah. cars, the 964s, there's a guy with the last rasp, he has a green yeah. color with a gold contrast. I mean, people have some nice, nice things they're doing in the cars. And, and I, I, it's the few brands that you can actually do that to and actually say, that looks good. Yeah, you know, no, you're you right. can actually modify your car and say, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that 90s, that um, gold color was a bit of a 90s color, I think. It was a bit, it was pretty popular. I mean, feels to me like it was a 90s color. But it is, you know, it's right back pretty, now. Everybody's like, I have this gold chain that my wife's always say, "You go yeah, now, it's like yeah. gold." Back, but it's more right? matte, kind isn't of, it? It's more bronzy gold. Yeah, those gold, yeah, gold wheels are a bit true. hard to explain. They're not so bling. They're a bit more sort of brass. But that would look good too. Look, you know what? It'll look really good on the Boxster, like the fifth, like the new anniversary what? edition they brought out, the twenty fifth anniversary. Oh, if you do the gold yeah. sort of wheels on that. That's actually. A good I, one. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At seventeen, though, I, I wonder if I can get it at eighteen. 
That's the thing. Those wheels are 17. And I don't want to, some people put the big wheels in boxers that don't look that don't good, like 19. No. Yeah. So I wonder if I can get it in seven. I think getting another set of lobsters and, and painting them, having a set of, second set of wheels is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, they're still out there for reasonably good prices. I mean, I got a very good price on mine just to buy them, but there's still some uh, still some bargains out there for the lobster claws because a lot of people still don't like them. I don't understand why, but a lot of people still don't like them. Yeah, that's strange. I think they're one of the best-looking ones, honestly. Yep, they, me too. they look great, and they're easy to clean too. Absolutely, very easy. You can very get easy. into it really easily. Yeah. yeah. All right, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. Thanks for um, thanks for being on yeah, the podcast. It's been a it's been a great chat. Thank you. One and a Boxster S nine and seven one Carrera S and a Boxster S. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Porsche School podcast, and bye for now.